Today's daf is daf tzadi. We're beginning at the Mishnah that is halfway down on Peites Amud Beis. So this Mishnah is dealing with the capacity of a husband or a father to revoke a nether. Remember, we learned there's two categories of why a father or a husband can revoke a nether. Either it's Varm Shabbat Olaveinah, things that affect the relationship between, let's say, the husband and the wife, or it's something that is inu nefesh, that is a self-affliction, it's causing pain or affliction to the wife. Those categories that the husband who hears them, or the father that hears them, on the day that he hears, the clock starts ticking, that he could either be mekayim, he could keep quiet, which is going to be an implicit kiyum, or he could be mefer. The question over here we're dealing with, uh, continuing a little bit from yesterday's daf, is what if there was a trigger, there was a tnai that was connected to the nether. So the nether has not yet been actualized, not been chal yet, but the trigger itself perhaps involves either an inui nefesh or a dvarim shabbat no levei no. Would that also allow for the hafara of this nether, that he could revoke this nether even before the nether itself has been actualized? That's what we're going to be dealing with right now. So let's see it inside. So, woman made a nether. So, this is the nether. I will not benefit from either my father or your father. And this is the trigger. If I do anything for you. It means if I don't do anything for you, the nether that will not be chal, and I uh, will be able to get benefit from either my father or your father. But if I do anything for you, so then the nether will be chal, and I will not be able to get any benefit from my father or your father. Okay, so let's analyze this for a moment. So the ruling is going to be, Hareza Yafra, that the husband can be made for it now, even before the nether was chal. Means you don't have to trigger it by saying, okay, fine, let me do something for me, and you do something for me, then the nether is chal, and then I can be made for it. Now, the nether over here, this is the way Ron explains it, that I'm not going to benefit from your father, my father, even though the Chachamim, Shmuel said the halacha, according to Chachamim, that would be considered an inui nefesh, and you could be mefer, because since she's deriving, uh, uh, she is uh, not going to derive benefit from a certain, indiv- any individual, here a father or the father-in-law, it doesn't matter, but that would be considered an inui nefesh, the husband has a right to be mefer based on inui nefesh, that the Mishnahis in this parak go like, we said, go like Rabbi Yossi. So it's not, he does not hold that's an inu nefesh, but it would cons- constitute Dvarim Shabbat Olaveinah. Her not being able to get anything from her parent or her father-in-law would be a strain on the marriage. So it's considered to be Dvarim Shabbat Olaveinah. So therefore, even though he wouldn't be able to be made for it for inu nefesh, according to Rabbi Yossi, he would be able to be, uh, benef- uh, uh, be uh, revoke it based on Tvarim Shabbat but it's not, it hasn't been actualized yet. So, Bechorah, is he able to be made for if it's not yet been chal? But what, what's, what's the trigger? That if I do anything for you, now doing anything for her husband, that's for sure Tvarim Shabbat So this is Poshet, the Ran says. This is a Poshet ruling, because both the trigger... If she doesn't do anything for her husband, that affects Ben Olavena. And if she does something for her husband, then she can't get any benefit from her father or her father-in-law. So that's also Dvar Shabbat Allah. So both the nether and the trigger are considered to be Dvar Shabbat Allah. So you don't have to wait for the nether. It's considered the impact of the nether is impacting on Dvar Shabbat Allah, both with the trigger and the nether. So you can be made for that nether right now without the nether being chal. That's the first case. Let's see the second case. 
she'eni nenes loch, that the konim was that I will not be benefiting from you. My husband, I cannot get any benefit from you. If I do anything for, not in the first case was receiving benefit from, here if I do anything for my father or your father, that will trigger the nether that I can't get any benefit from you. So now let's analyze this for a moment. Konim, that I can't get benefit from you, that's for sure, Dvaram Shabayin Olaveinah. When I can't get anything from my husband, that's Dvaram Shabayin Olaveinah. However, what's the trigger? If I don't do anything for my, if I do anything for my father, father-in-law, now that's not dvarim shabeinu levena, and it's not inu nefesh. Not doing something for them, that's not impacting on the husband in any way. And so, what the trigger here does not seem to be neither inu nefesh nor dvarim shabeinu levena. But here the Ran says that's the chiddush. The second case is a bigger chiddush than the first case because here, since it's inevitable, she cannot go through life with never having done anything for her father or her father-in-law. So it's inevitable that she's going to violate. She's going to trigger it, and since she's going to end up triggering it, the netters for sure are going to be chal. So therefore, when you have inevitability that triggers you, you don't have to wait for the trigger. You can be mafer based on the netter even though it's not chal yet, because we view it as if it's been chal, because for sure the trigger is going to be activated. So that's the chiddush over here. So basically, the Ron is saying there's two ways you could be mefer, according to the Tan of this Mishnah, and it's the Chachamim that we had before, that it could be mefer and before it's chal, either because the trigger itself is also dvarim shebeinu leveinu, or inu nefesh, we don't have a case yet of inu nefesh, or it is not necessarily either of the two. The nether is Dvaram Shabayno, but it's an inevitable trigger that's for sure going to be chal. You don't have to wait for it to be chal. You can be made for either way. So one of those two reasons, you would be able to be made for the nether. That is the Mishnah. Now, the Gemara brings down a Brisa. The case of the Brisa seems to be exactly the same case as the Mishnah. It says, Tanya, we learned in a Brisa. She says, I make a nether that I will not get any benefit from your father or my father if I do anything for you. Okay? That was the case of our Mishnah. Rav says, there's no such thing as being made for a nether if it is not actualized. So you have to trigger it. Don't let her do something. Let her do something um, for the husband, that'll trigger the nether, then the nether will be able to be, to do a fara. That's what Rav Nosson holds, but otherwise not, otherwise lo yofer. Chachamim aimrim yofer. Chachamim say you could be mefer. Now the Ran points out that even though this is the exact same case of our Mishnah, and the ruling is the exact same case of our Mishnah, there is a difference. Because in our Mishnah, we're going with the sheet of Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi hold that I'm not going to get benefit from my father or your father was Dvarm Shebeinu Leveinu. The Chachamim, in the Brisa, they're the sheet that hold that that's even considered not just Beinu Leveinu, that's called Inui Nefesh. The ruling is the same, but it's for a different reason. According to, according to the Tan of our Mishnah, the Neder was Beinu Leveinu and the trigger was Beinu Leveinu. According to the Chachamim of the Brisa, the Neder actually was Inui Nefesh. The trigger that I can't do anything for you, that's Beinu Levena. But the ruling is the same. So, therefore, at this point, this point that I'm making now is going to make a difference understanding the, the, the next case. But just the point is that since according to Rachamim, not doing anything, not receiving any benefit from someone is an Inu Nefesh, according to Tanav Mishnah, we had it was considered Beinu Levena. Another case where the same Machalokas comes out. 
Natula ani mina yehudim. She says that I am removed, literally means removed from uh, all Jews, which means that we learned earlier, it means that she's not allowed to have physical relations with any Jew, including her husband. So the nether is that I'm not going to be able to have relations with any Jew, including the husband. Uh, if I have relations with you. So the trigger is I can't have relations with you because if I have relations with you, then I can't have relations with anyone, including you. So again, Reb says, cannot be made for until it's triggered. Trigger it, have relations with the husband. Then the nether now is, is chal. And, uh, and, and then you can be mefer. Chachamim says you don't have to wait for that. Chachamim ma'amrim, yafer, even in this case, you're, uh, you're able to revoke. In this case, you're able to revoke too, because both the neder, which is not having relations with anyone, including the husband, is beino levena, and the trigger, not having relations with the husband, or having relations with the beino levena. Therefore, in both cases of beino levena, you can be mefer even before it is chal. So says the Ran, what's the novelty of this case over the case from before? So the Ran says, since we explained that the case from before, we're going in the Shittas Chachamim, in the case from before, it wasn't the same. The nether and the trigger weren't the same reason. The nether in the case before, that I'm not allowed to be nana from Abba, Vicho, in the Braisa, that was an Inui Nefesh according to Chachamim. If I do anything from you, is Bein Oleveina. So there, the Chachamim say, it doesn't matter. Either way, Bein Oleveina, and the ones that, they're not consistent, but it doesn't matter. For either reason, you can be made for the nether. Rav says you can't. Now, you might have thought maybe the reason why Rav says you can't, maybe it could has to be, like in the case of the Mishnah, there has to be the same reason for the trigger, has to be the same reason for the nether, which it's not. One in the case of the Brisa, one's an Inu Nefesh, and one is Bein Oleveina. So therefore, you might think that's why Rav disagreed. But if both are the same, maybe then he would agree you could be made for it before it's Chal. That's why it tells you the second case, because Natula Minam Yehudim is a neder of Beinu Leveno, and Imeshamashtecho is Beinu Leveno, and therefore, in this case, the Chishon of the Chacham, the Chacham say, okay, Nechanam, you could be made for the Rabbi Nosson still says Lo Yafer, even when the same reason for the trigger and the neder apply, you still have to have the trigger being actualizing the neder in order to be made for the neder. Okay, now bear in mind, we've been talking about Hafara. So hafara, there's a question, can you be made for before the neder is chal, or not be made for, that's what the husband or the father do. Right, now we're going to get into she'ela. She'ela is hataras nadarim of a chacham. The question is, do we say the same thing, that you can only be matir the neder once the neder is chal, or do we say, no, that, uh, that, even, that like hafara, the chacham would hold, that you could be made for before. That's going to be the issues over here that we're going to be dealing with now for the next Amit. So it's more like this. There was a certain person that prohibited, made a nether, I'm not going to benefit, be able to benefit from the entire world. If I marry a woman first, before studying halacha, before learning the Shisha Sidra Mishnah, I want to make sure I know Torah Shabal Peh. So before studying the full Torah Shabal Peh, if I marry some, a woman beforehand, then I'm also getting her off from the whole world. Basically, uh, that he was con- concerned, like the Gemara says in Kedushin, that it's once a person gets married, you have a yoke around your neck, you're going to be able to study Torah. So you want to make sure he knows Torah before he gets married. And if he marries beforehand, he's, then, then that's the trigger. Getting married is a trigger. will usher the net will be chal on the entire world. So... Problem was like this. Is right According to the Ran, means he ran with his walking stick and his uh, wallet. It's a way of ex- an expression of saying he put all his efforts into trying to accomplish what his goal was to be able to learn Shisha Sidra Mishnah. 
And he was not able to learn. He just didn't have the kalim. He was not able to learn completely everything that he wanted to learn. And so now he's stuck. He can't be a mekayim. What he wants to do is to learn kolatayra kulo, to learn at least shisha sidra mishnah. But he can't get married because then it kicks in the neder that is also lekula alma. So Asar of Acha bar Rav Huna. So Achi bar Rav Huna heard about this. Veshapsha and he tricked him. He basically said to him, "Ah, you don't have to worry about the neder. You can go get married." The insevita. So so he got married. Now that he got married, the neder was triggered, and therefore now he's also the guy off the whole world. So what did he do? Sharketine. He smeared him with dirt, covered him in, with 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 dirt. For Isaiah of Chista, and he brought him to the posuk to the to the the the, the, the dayan in the in the city of Chista. Basically saying is, listen, this guy is dirty, he can't, he's got dirty clothes, he can't go to the laundry, he can't go to the mikveh, he can't get benefit from anybody, we need you to be matir his nether. Now, what's clear from the actions of Rav Acha Barav Huno is that he did not take him to get Hataras Nedarim until the nether had been triggered. So it must be that he was trying to accomplish that let's trigger the nether, then the nether you can go to the chacham, the chacham can be matir. So why didn't he just be matter the neder before the neder was triggered? So the way Rava understands as follows. Rava says like this. Rava is going to say is that it could be that what Rav Achaber Avo was, was, was doing something was very smart. Why? Because he held that the same achlok as we had between Rav Nosan and the Chachamim, can you be made for a neder before it's chal, also applies to Hataras Nedarim. Can you be matter neder before a neder is chal? I, but the Chachamim say you can. So why didn't we pass him like the Chachamim? So why didn't he just take him to Rav Chista to be matter the neder before the neder was chal? Because he wanted to say, if I can accommodate all the shitas, I can even accommodate the opinion of Rav Nosen, so then let's accommodate everybody. We can make it called Divrei Kol, And therefore, so I'm a Rav, Chakim Kihai Milsa. Who is so wise? Who is so, uh, so brilliant that he could uh, come up with such a thing? If it's Ilav de Rav Achab Rav Huna, other than Rav Achab Rav Huna, the Gavar Rabba, who's such a great man. Because he holds just as Rav Nosen and the Chachami argue concerning Afara, can you make for a neder that has not yet been chal, that has not uh, been actualized? And as the Ron explains, and therefore he wanted the neder to be actualized, he wanted to trigger the neder in order to accommodate even the opinion, the minority opinion of Rav Nosen, because if you can make a divrei hakol, then why not make it divrei hakol? Rapapi disagrees with Rabba. Rapapi holds that even though, yes, we know for sure that there's a machlokus concerning hafara, that Rav Nosen holds you have to actualize the neder before there's hafara, and uh, and and uh, the chachamim hold that you can be made for just on the t'nai without there actually being the neder being triggered. But when it comes to she'ela, then divrei akol the chachamim amaskim to Rav Nosen that you have to have the neder be neder bichal before you could be. Uh, Shoal on that nether. And therefore the story was the divrei hakol. According to everybody, you had to do it ikra din. It wasn't just a chumrah just to be accommodate the das yoche, the way the Ron explains Rava. No, this was something that was required according to everyone. So let's see Rav Papi inside. Rav Papi, machlok is by far the machlok is Rav Nosen and the Chachamim is specifically by revoking a nether of the father or the husband being, being mefer. The Rav Nosen savr ena bal mefer el imkein chal nether. The Rav Nosen holds that the nether has to be actualized in, in order for there to be a fora. And he has an asmachta from a posel. The posel is halavono. That the Novi uh, Yeshaya says 
that uh, that the moon will be uh, embarrassed and the sun will be disgraced uh, when because of the shechina when the presence of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But the chafra halavana the hay and the ches inter, inter, uh, interchangeable. So it's v'hafara. How does a fara work when it's chal bino? When there's when the binyan is chal, when it when when something is actually built, then you can have a fara. You have to actually have the nether being chal. It's a concept of a building by by a nether, the bama building kola kola bana bama we had before. So you have to actually when you have the nether built, then you can have a fara. That's Rab Nosson's opinion. Rabbanon they have a different asmachta. Rabbanon sabri bal may for avol pishelo chal a nether that the husband may for even without. There being a nether chal, dechsev. Pasuk says, "Mefer machshavos arumim." Pasuk says in in Eov is that Hakadosh um, Baruch uh, is 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 mefer based even on the uh, the the thoughts of the wicked. But Afara can even be on the intent, not on the actual the chalos of the nether. So therefore, that that that's why they hold you don't need a nether to be chal in order to be made for avav b'sha'ila. When it comes to sha'ila, divrei akol, everyone agrees. Chacham agreed to Rav Nosson that ein chacham matir klum that a chacham cannot be matir at all the nether. El im can chal the nether unless the nether has actually been actualized. Tchsiv lo yachel devaro. Pazik says that a person makes a nether should not profane or desecrate his own word. So we learn out in um, in 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 uh, in and we've referred to it a number of times in this Masechta, that he cannot profane or desecrate his own words, but others can do it for him. It means that people can be shol a matir neder a yochid mumcha or a based in a vidyotos, they can be matir his neder for him. So therefore, that we now the fact that means that's how we learn she'ela from here that they can be shol on the neder. He can't do it; others can do it for him. But since the word of desecrating, profaning, the word yachel is also a lotion of chal of chalos, says Rapapi. That's why everybody agrees. Lagabi she'ela, the neder has to actually be chal in. In order for Sha'ila to do. That's why the Torah used the same word, Yachel, as the word of Chalos, that it had to be Chal, and it had to be uh, triggered in order for the Neder, the Via Sha'ila on the Neder. So there's no Machlok, because it never comes out the story of Rachabar Avuna, was going to the Halacha. So one wants to say that Lechora, we can bring a Raya to show Rav Papi's opinion over Rovas, means that, the, that, they, that by Sha'ila you have to have the Neder Bichal, the so let's say the following Bryce supports Rav Papi's position. What does the person say? Konem she'eni nene leploni. Person made a nether that I'm not going to get benefit from. Ruvain, let's say. And if I go and get she'ela on that nether, so from whichever chacham I'm shoal from on the nether, there'll be a nether on him, there'll be chal on him that I cannot get benefit uh, from uh, from that chacham, okay. So basically, this is a double neder. There's a neder that I cannot get benefit from Ruvain, and if I'm shol on that neder, there's a tenai that if I'm shol on that neder, then a net, a new neder will be chal on the chacham that does the she'ela for me. So what is the what is the ruling here? So nishal ala rishon va'acha nishal ala sheni. The Gemara now in the Havamin understands what this means is that he first gets she'ela on the neder on Ruvain, and once he does that, it triggers the second neder, the neder that, was, uh, that now is on the chal on the chacham, and then nishal ala sheni, you can get she'ela on the second one. Now, if it's the way we just explained it, so i amat nishal aval bishaloi chal neder, if we say that the halacha is 
that like Rava wanted to say that the Chachamim would say you could be shawl on a neder even you could, the same way you can be made for a neder before it's chal you can be shawl on neder before it's chal why does it have to go in that order why do you have to first be shawl on Ruvain's neder and then on the Chacham you should be shawl on the Chacham's potential neder the tonight that his neder will be chal you should be able to shawl on that also see by al hainet shall the beresha if you buy al hainet shall the you should be able to shawl on anyone you want if you don't have to have the neder chal first for she'ela elamai you see from here you have have to have the nether chal for she'ela before you could be shoal on the nether. Says the Gemara, Lav Davka. Gemara gives a derechik answer. The Gemara says, Mi yada ihai kama ihai basro. Says the Gemara, it does say that you'll be shoal on the rishon and shoal on the on on uh, on the sheni. But how do you know that that it means rishon means ruvain and sheni means the chacham? Maybe all it's saying is is that you just have to be shawl on both. Now, which order, whichever one you do, that's going to be the rishon. Whichever one you do, that's the sheni. But it doesn't mean that the rishon is the rishon has to be ruvain and the sheni has to be. When it says rishon and sheni, it just means you have to be shawl on one and then shawl on the other. It means you have to be shawl on both. But it doesn't necessarily mean in that particular order because maybe you could be shawl on a neder before it was chal. So therefore, you have no raya for Rapopi from this brisa. So when it says like this, so the says fine. That brisa is not a raya, but I'm going to bring you a brisa that is clear proof. Seems to be clear proof for Rapopi. What does it say? The following Bryce supports him. This case, it says like this. Person says a neder, that I'm not going to get benefit from roofing. And hareini nazir alav. And when I am shoal on that neder, if I am shoal on that neder, then I will become a nazir. So there's two nadarim here. One is contingent on the other one. If there's, there's a nether on Ruvain, and if I'm shol on Ruvain's nether, then I'll become a nazir. What is the ruling in the Brisa? Nishal al nidra va'achach nishal al nizra. Now here it says clearly the order. You have to do the nether first, because only then is the nazirus chal, and only then can you be shol on the nazirus. Now again, here's a good raya. I amart nishal afal chal nether. If you hold, it can be shol on the nether even before it takes hold. So then why do you have to wait for the nazirus to be shol you should be able to chal, You should be able to show on the nazirus before it's even chal. See, boy, al nidra nitchel, boy, al nidra itchel beresha, boy, al nizra itchel beresha. You should have the choice on whichever one on the nether first or on the nazirus first. Here, you can't give any the answer we gave before. Here, it says clearly the nether and then the nazirus. Says the Gemara, you're right. This is clear that you can be shoel only. You can only shoel on a nether once it's chal. But who says this is going like the Chachamim? This more says Rav It's going like Rav and therefore all you've shown is Rav holds that you can be shoel only once the nether is chal, like he holds by Hafara. So it's not a kasha on Rava. We are trying to bring a raya that this goes a divrei Who says this brayse goes a divrei It goes like Rav Nosson. Rava agrees according to Rav The same way as made for you only once it's chal, so you can be shoel once it's chal. The Chachamim could be that you could be made for on the Naziris before the nether because I mean you could be shawl on the Naziris before the nether because maybe you can be shawl on a nether before it's house. So you don't have a raya. Now, so far we've had two opinions. The opinion of Rava that the same machlokas by Afora applies by She'ela and therefore, the Chachamim holds you can be shoel or mefer before it's chal. Rav Nosson holds it has to be chal first. Then we had the opinion of a puppy that the machlok is only by Afora, but by She'ela, Divra Kol, you can only be made for once the nether is chal. Now we're going to have an alternative opinion, version number two of Rappapi, another version of what Rappapi said. What is this version? Amar Ravina. So Ravina said, Amar Li Maremer, Maremer told me the following. Hachi Amar Avuch Mishmed Rappapi. This is what your father, the father of Maremer said in the name of Rappapi. That Machlok is Ba'afara, everybody agrees to. Aval B'Sha'ela, what's the din of She'ela? 
According to this version of Rapapi, Rapapi holds exactly the opposite. He holds that when it comes to Sheila, we are all lenient. Rabnosan agrees to the Chachamim. Not the Chachamim agrees to Rabnosan, like the first version of Rapapi. But the second version of Rapapi is that Rabnosan agrees to the Chachamim that you could be Shoel on the Neder before the Neder is Chal. And the same Pasuk we used before now in a different way. Because the Pasuk says, that you should not desecrate your word, a person should not desecrate his word, the fact that it says oh, the word should not be desecrated means the articulation cannot be desecrated. It doesn't say that it has to actually be chal. It says you should be, and from here we learned that you shouldn't desecrate, others can desecrate for you. Because others can show all. They can be shawl on your divur alone. They don't have to wait for the maisa to happen. They don't have to wait for the chalos to happen. The main maisa, it means just the divur happened, the actual uh, actualization of the nether did not be, was not chal yet, and you could still be shawl on it. So this is actually, I want to bring a raya, you could be shawl on a nether, ledivre hakol, even Rav Nosson would agree based on this drosha. It's interesting, we have two psukim teaching our different droshas in Rav, first version of puppy, second version of puppy. Now I think we're going to go through the whole shakal tara we had before, and it's actually going to dis- uh, refute this third version, the second version of puppy is going to show it's an incorrect version. What does it say? Meseve, we learned the b'raisa, konem she'eni nene leploni, ulemishanishal alav, so, first Bryce says, I make a nether that I will not receive benefit from Ruvain. And then if the Chacham is matter me on that nether, then I have a nether that I cannot benefit from the Chacham. So, Nishal Arisha and Vachar Nishal Hasheni. So, you can be Shal on the first nether and then on the second one. So, Lechora, so Amai, why does it have to be specifically on the first nether and the second one? If you could do Sheila before the nether is Chal, so you buy a high Nishal Varesha, you buy a high Nishal Varesha, you should be able to Shal on whichever one you want first. Again, the Gemara answers, like we said before, Mi Yodea, Rishon Vahasheni. How do you know that Rishon means the first nether, Sheni means the second nether? Maybe means, Rishon means whichever one you choose first, then you also should be Shal afterwards on the second one because you need to be shawl on both in order to remove both. But it doesn't mean that it has to be specifically in the first one, first, second, one, second. Whichever one you made for, you go whenever you want because you can be shawl on the nether of the second nether. You can be shawl even before it's chal because we're going out with a sheet that it can be shawl on nether. So therefore you have no rye from this brysa. Where it says, okay, fine, I'll ask you a question on the second brysa. Mesive, the brysa says, konem sha'eni nene. The person says, I'm not going to be nene from ruve. Fireni nozir, if I get sha'el on that nether, then I should become a nozir. So here it says specifically, Nishal al-Nidra v'achav, Nishal al-Nizro. Now, why? Amai, why does it have to be Neder first and Nazirus then? So, Eboy, according to what you're saying, the second version of Papi, you could be Shal on a Neder even before it's Chal, according to everybody. So, Eboy al-Nidra nitshal b'reisha, Eboy al-Nizra nitshal b'reisha, you should be able to Shal on the Neder or the Nazirus, whichever one you want first. On that, the Gemara answers, and the Gemara says, Tiyufta, that we've refuted the second version of Rapapi, that's for sure. So you're left with two versions. You're left with Rav's opinion. You're left with Rapapi's opinion as to what the halacha is and um, uh, as, as to what the, the halacha is. So the Ran actually says that, um, it brings down that the halacha, we paskin like, like the... Uh, like the Chachamim anyway, that you can be Shoal on a Neder, and you could be Mefer on a Neder before the Neder is Chal, except that we said that there are two stipulations, as we remember we learned yesterday, is that the, that the um, Tnai has to be itself either or it has to be inevitable that, uh, that the, whatever the trigger is, that's for sure going to end up 
happening. Okay, let's see the next Mishnah. So the Mishnah says like this, The original teaching was, There are three women, because of the circumstance they found themselves in, the husband is obligated to divorce them, and not only that, he has to compensate them with their ksuva. What are the three cases? She says to her husband, I am Tmeya to you. The Gemara is going to say later on, uh, tomorrow's stop, that she's claiming that she was raped, and we're talking about an Aisha's Kohen, that she's a surah to her husband when she gets raped, and so therefore, as the Gemara is going to tell us, she can say, Nistach Bosadeu, it's your mazel, because otherwise, there's nothing wrong with me, I could stay married, you can't, because you're a Kohen, but mainly I have to give the Ksuba. Okay. Uh, and the, the Iran says, there's the, what's the believability that the woman says it? Because well, the, the, the sensitivity, the refinement of, 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 of Bas Yisrael to make a statement that I was raped if she really wasn't, we don't assume that in the, in the Mishnah Rishona, and therefore that creates its own chazok, its own legal presumption that she's telling the truth. Because of the Edelkeit of Bas Yisrael, she would not say that unless it's true. Second case, that the heaven is between me and you. The Ron explains, what does it mean the heaven is between me? That I, there is a matter that only a Kodesh Baruch Hu knows the truth. And I, I can't prove it, but what is that? Is that she's claiming that the husband is impotent. He's not able to father children, and she needs children for her old age. As, as the Gemara says in Yevamis, that uh, she needs a, 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 a stick to lean on, and she needs someone that had a shovel to bury her. So therefore, she has a right to say, even though she's not chayv and puravu, but she has a right to say, I need children to take care of. And if the husband's not able to give her children, she has a right to ask him to divorce her, and he has to pay the ksuva. And again, what we're going to see, that, uh, that there is a believability here, because we assume that a woman would not be saying these, discussing these matters, if uh, uh, that that uh, because of the refinement in, uh, of the woman to discuss these issues unless she's telling the truth. And the last one is Natula ani mina Yehudin. She makes a nether saying that I'm ostering myself from any Jew, including the husband, from having tashmish. I can't have relations with any Jew, including my husband. And uh, and and she makes a trigger. And what's the trigger? If Natula ani mina Yehudin. So be, uh, 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 I'm sorry, which, and therefore she makes an answer, I can't have attachments with any, any, any man. For, forget the more discussable with the trigger, but what's the, what's the, 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 the din here? Meaning she's answering it, so the husband technically could be made for such a netter because it's varm shebe no for sure. He's included in it. However, the chachamim say, for a woman to say such a thing, it must be that she's having tsar, she's being, uh, having pain from the tashmish. Otherwise, why would she make such a nether? We don't force her to have tashmish if she's having pain, and never the husband, and, 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 uh, and she's believed, because a woman wouldn't say such a thing unless she is having extra, extreme pain, and that's why we force the husband to divorce her and give a ksuva. But then, chazru, lomar, there's mishnah shniya, mishnah chrona, later on, I guess there was a drop in the refinement of the women, and the Chacham said, you can't trust on that, that edel kite. We're afraid that a woman should not cast her eyes on another man outside of the marriage, and then act inappropriately towards the husband. She's just using it as an excuse to break the marriage so she can go 
and have relations with a different man, and therefore, Chacham say we can't rely on it. We have to assume that she is not telling the truth. So Omer is If she says I have been raped. So then, let her bring a proof that that's the case. Without a proof, we assume that she has not been raped. And if she says the heaven is between me and you, mean the husband is impotent, so they have to do something by way of a request. Now, what does that mean? Different shotim here in the Mepharshim. But the, the, the way the Ran seems to explain is obviously if there is a woman that's willing to make up that the husband is impotent in order to get out of the marriage, there's obviously serious problems with this marriage. So what we do is, we, uh, the Ron brings down the Yerushalmi over here, is that we tell the husband, we ask him, go and, and dine her, make a nice banquet for her, make her feel good, create, take away the, this marriage counseling, take away the problem that she won't make that claim, and therefore that you'll be able to uh, continue living uh, happy together. But we don't believe her to force him to divorce and give her a ksuva because we said that the, that, that, the, that the lack of refinement of the later generation, she might make it up uh, and, and make this up. And, uh, and, the, and the last one, Atula Mina Yehudim, Morris says, Yafer Chelko. He has to be made for his portion of it. means the Gabe himself, we allow him to be made for. We don't believe that she's having Tsar. And if we let him, and Ustahim Shamashto, and she should continue having relations, and if she refuses, then he can divorce without giving her a Ksuva, because refusing to have Tashmish with him. And the other repercussion will be Tehena Tulamina Yehudim. She'll be also on any other Jew from having Tashmish, because her Neder will be Chal. So he's made for his Chalik of it. The Neder is Chal Gabe, everyone else. Continue to have relations. If she refuses to have relations, we don't we say that that's not because of tsar? We said she made it up, and therefore she would then get a, she would get a, get a get a get because she doesn't have relations with her husband, but she would lose her ksuva. Bnei Yeshiva had the following Shiloh. So we learned in the Mishnah that if a woman, a Cohen's wife, says to her husband, "I am Tmea, ma'u shetochal betruma," is she allowed to eat truma? Meaning that the missionary Shona said she's believed because a woman of more refined would not say Tmeani that she's been raped. However, the Mishnah Chrona said that she's not believed anymore. So not believed doesn't mean she's not believed Bechlal, and therefore not believed Bechlal means there's none of the impact of her saying that she has been, uh, has, has been raped or, or exists. She's allowed to continue having relations with her husband, and she's allowed to continue eating truma. Or perhaps what it means is that only vis-a-vis her husband, she's allowed to continue having relations. But we still do not allow her to continue eating uh, truma. Now, this could be actually uh, based on the fact that in that what she says compared to some uh, affecting someone else, we don't believe what she's affecting herself we then give her believability concerning herself and she wouldn't be able to eat truma. Or it could even be like a penalty because to stop her from saying that not only are you not going to be believed that you can continue, but it's going to affect you that you yourself can't eat truma. But that's the question anyways. When we say that she's not believed is completely and she can eat truma or maybe she's not able to eat truma. So you have machlokas. Rav Sheish is Amar Ocheles. Shalotetz Albaneha. So Rav Sheish is technically she should not be able to eat truma. But the problem is if you don't allow her to eat truma, that means that people see she can't eat truma. They're going to say, oh, she must have been defiled. If she's been defiled, then she becomes a halala. She becomes a halala, then 
First of all, the child that's born right after they, they think she's been filed, they might, might even be a, mom, a mamzer. But even if it's not, any child that she has after she's a halola, she's been defiled, not, not only is she not allowed to eat truma, but they're going to say those children are halolim too. She's going to end up um, casting aspersions on her children that they're not valid kohanim. And therefore, to stop that from happening, don't stop her from eating truma so people shouldn't think that that's a problem. Now, uh, Rav Amar Rav says no, that we do either penalize her and stop eating truma or believe her concerning herself. She can't eat truma. I people are going to see people. How do people see? People see her eating chulin. The fact that people see her eating chulin, they don't know if it's chulin, if it's truma. People aren't going to notice, and therefore it's not going to impact on the children. So therefore, you can stop her from eating truma, and she'll eat chulin instead of truma. Not a problem. Amar uh, Rav. However, Robert does say, even though Rav disagreed with me and says that we do allow to eat, to eat truma, he said that's only when they, when, while she's still married, because then you have a situation of casting aspersion. However, if the uh, Cohen's wife uh, subsequently became an almona, she became widowed, it means the husband died, from that point on, she should stop eating truma. Why? Because the whole reason of Shezer says that we can't stop from eating truma is because it's going to cast aspersions on her children. So that's only a problem while she's married. But if she's not married she's not married anymore, then you don't have that as a problem anymore because the children were already born and now she stops eating truma so the people are going to say, people are going to say, that it must have happened now. Now she had, she was violated. Now it became also truma. But that's not going to cast dispersions on the children from before. They're going to say that she must have stopped eating truma. She had relations with someone that she's not allowed to have uh, relations with and, and then becomes disqualified to a coin. So we can't eat truma now. But, but, uh, but that won't affect her children from before, and therefore, Rav Sheshes will agree to Rava, says Rava, that once she, the marriage is terminating through divorce or, ma- or, 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 or death, she can no longer eat truma. Gentlemen, have a good day.